The security fears surrounding a battle for influence in West Africa. The Russians are taking advantage of this situation by playing on French weaknesses and to position themselves as a reliable alternative. Amid mounting uncertainty, what action do you need to take to keep operations in the region safe? We've seen protests that are very anti-French in nature and also occasional harassment. West Africa's Fragile Security, a new podcast from International SOS. Hello, I'm Paul Osborne. West Africa is a region with long-standing ties to France, and for many years, its military forces have been among those trying to contain a series of security threats in countries like Mali and Burkina Faso. But progress has been slow, and there have been some significant changes on the ground. There have been scenes of jubilation in Mali after France said it would begin to pull its troops out of the West African country. France has helped in the struggle against radical Islamic militias for nine years until relations with Mali's military leaders turned sour. Paris objects to their alleged hiring of a Russian mercenary group to fight the jihadists. Reporting from Germany's Deutsche Welle has French troops withdrew from Mali in 2022, months after those Russian-backed mercenaries went into the country. It's a picture repeated elsewhere in the region. Moscow's influence is on the rise, as France's appears to be on the wane. But in some West African nations, there's also been a wider increase in unrest, alarming for those exposed to potentially dangerous conditions. It's a complex situation, and to learn more, I've been talking to Rory Keith, lead security analyst at International SOS for the Sahel, Maghreb, Israel and the Palestinian territories, and to Alexandre Mollet, senior security manager for intelligence and assistance, who told me that it's part of a wider global battle for influence. Despite multiple French military interventions in the Sahel, for example, the population hasn't seen the condition getting better in recent years, if not worse. And the country is now seen by some of them, especially by the youth, as the former colonizer trying to keep its grip on the country's wealth. This created an opportunity for the Russians to take the lead, to position themselves as a reliable alternative. So in addition to the operational supports through the presence of the Wagner Group in the region, this strategy is mainly oriented towards communication. This is a very powerful strategy. We can actually think that this is kind of a wider trend that we are seeing here. This trend affects many other countries operating on the continent, such as European Union nations, the United Kingdom, the United States. This battle of influence isn't that new. What is rather new, though, is that the African continent is now again getting in the center of the stage and that Russia, in this context of so-called war of influence, is now considered as a reliable alternative by many countries. There is a reason why the U.S. had recently held the U.S. and African summit in late 2022, while the Trump administration had disengaged from the continent to focus on the Asia-Pacific. And despite the main focus on Biden's one on Europe amid the conflict in Ukraine, American authorities have realized they had to keep an interest on the African continent. And the environment for those who are trying to monitor or report on events in these countries is also getting very difficult, isn't it? Well, Mali had recently expelled UN's human rights chief in the country. And a few months earlier, the Malian authorities also announced 
the suspension of the activities for all NGOs which benefited French funding or material support. We've seen an increase in the jailing of journalists. As such, there are multiple implications in the legal landscapes for organizations operating there. Let me turn back to Rory, if I may. It sounds like a very fluid situation across the region. What are some of the key security concerns that have manifested? Principally, there's the risk posed by insecurity. That's from terrorist groups, separatist groups, rebels, widespread across West Africa, groups like uh, Jamaat Nusra al-Islam wal-Muslimin, uh, JNIM, the Islamic State group. In places like Chad, you've got separatist groups and CAR as well. You've got anti-government rebels. But more pertinently for those just traveling to capital cities, there's the risks posed by unrest and of xenophobic violence. For some time now, as a result of this growing tension between France and Russia, we've seen protests that are very anti-French in nature and also occasional harassment. This is most felt in the CAR, but it's starting to be felt in other countries. Let's take a look at the situation in, in specific countries. We heard a little earlier some news footage from Mali, where French troops had pulled out after a lengthy deployment there within a few months of those Russian-backed mercenaries we've been hearing about being deployed. It really began with the first coup in 2020, compounded with the, the second coup in, in 2021. It got to the point really where France doesn't feel like it can get along with the Malian government at all any longer. Now, France has also been ordered to get its forces out of Burkina Faso. What, what's the situation there? Yeah, a very, very similar situation in Burkina Faso. Growing insecurity in the country, we had the two coups in 2022, one in January and one in September, that have brought about military leadership. And this latest government formed after the coup in September 2022 has decided that the solution for Burkina Faso's ills in terms of security and insecurity is very much linked to kicking out France and bringing in new partners. They've been quite coy on direct Russian involvement, but it certainly looks to be leaning that way. Alexandra, we've heard a few mentions of the Central African Republic, the CAR. What is the situation there? Actually, what is interesting with Central African Republic is that it's actually a very good example highlighting this battle of influence. The French army has been deployed in the country and the Sangari separation in 2013 until 2016 to support Bangui's fight against rebel groups operating in the country and on which the central power had basically no control anymore at that time. The president, Touadera, have decided to obtain the support of the Wagner Group in 2020 to ensure the security. And it was the first time that this group has such a powerful and obvious role in the continent. So after that, the rise of the anti-French sentiment led to the suspension of the French and CRR military cooperation agreements, and the last French troops departed from the country last year in a context of high tensions. All this strategy that we are now seeing in some other countries, such as Mali and Burkina Faso, has already been tested and implemented in Central African Republic before, where we saw massive anti-French protests and mutual accusations of human rights abuses and disinformation strategies. Rory, are, are there other countries in the region that could follow a similar path? Absolutely. One of those is very much Niger. Niger remains the bastion of French support in the region. There is a sort of murmuring level of anti-French sentiment in the country, a group called 
M62 has been organizing anti-French protests in the country and its, uh, its leader has recently been jailed in a bit of a, a crackdown on the group. A bigger concern is Chad, um, neighboring Niger. Chad's government has long been partnered with France and had a relationship with the French Armed Forces who have a base at uh, N'Djamena's airport. As we head towards supposed presidential elections in the country, we may see an increase in anti-French sentiment. Alexandre, let me turn to you. What is the advice then for people who find themselves in these countries and potentially exposed to unrest? For people operating in those countries, especially for the French-linked ones, they should probably review their exposure to possible unrest, but as well actually staff harassment and laws and spread of information. About the protest, obviously, it's important to avoid them and to be informed of this protest in advance, such as local contacts, for example. The exposure to possible harassment of workforce who are or could be mistaken for being French should likely be reviewed as well. A deterioration in the security environment for the French nationals should trigger limitations in exposure. This could include keeping identities private in public situations and reviewing transport protocols, for example. As well, we can add that the physical assets, such as buildings and vehicles, should also be reviewed for possible exposure to damage during unrest. Considerations should be made regarding overbranding with recognizable French organizations. Consider removing local buildings from public mapping websites, for example, just to reduce their exposure to possible unrest during periods of heightened tensions. And organizations in the business of disseminating information should review the information being shared to ensure compliance with local laws and the prevailing norms. Well, let me uh, lastly just turn back to Rory. You mentioned a moment ago the other countries in the region that you have concerns about that could be heading along the same path. What is your outlook for the, for the months ahead? For Mali, we're looking at constitutional referendum followed by parliamentary and local elections later this year and then presidential election in 2024. The outlook for Mali is, is quite poor at the moment, grappling with the potential issue of uh, more conflict with separatist northern groups. And it looks highly likely that the interim president, Asimi Goita, military colonel, is going to run in the elections. So I think we're looking at an outlook of potentially quite a great deal of unrest and possible further conflict there. In Burkina Faso, uh, it's a very similar situation with presidential elections set for 2024. And the country is really doing quite poorly in terms of its fight with militancy, which is going to pose a lot of challenges. So a poor outlook there. Chad, a very similar situation with uh, anticipated presidential election in 2024. And in the CAR, it's looking quite unstable at the moment. It always has, but we may see sudden changes at at a governmental level due to internal power struggles. Rory Keith, lead security analyst at International SOS for the Sahel, Maghreb, Israel and the Palestinian territories. And Alexandre Molle, senior security manager for intelligence and assistance. Well, don't forget, you can get the latest information and updates on the situation across West Africa from our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centres, available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.